0: Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. It's Kirsty and Isaac here. And in this 10th part of our continuing series, we're going to talk about the power of developing your entrepreneurial mindset so that you can empower yourself to be more confident in your role as a CEO. For most of us, when we first start the business, the focus is on getting those products up and making it work and hopefully being able to do it full time one day and quit our job and live the dream. But along the way, to be able to grow to the levels we want and have the life we want, we have to adapt from being an employee to an entrepreneur. And there's a conflict between these two things that can have a negative impact on how successful we are, not only from the attitude of starting the biz, but also the growth mindset we need as a CEO and an entrepreneur to keep growing and being fulfilled in our business. So today we're going to talk about how you can grow your business and your CEO muscle by developing your mindset as an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, right. So both Isaac and I, you know, we didn't start out as entrepreneurs, right? We both had jobs. I mean, I was in a career, like on on the gravy train, right? From when I left uni (laughs) through to when I was 40, literally a midlife crisis, right? Oh my Lord, what am I going to do? Smoking big
1: cigars and drinking martinis, right?
0: I was pretty much. (laughs) It was awesome for a while. (laughs) And then my body couldn't take it anymore. Had to pay for my own booze. No, but you know, we we had our own professional careers, and for a while it works, right? And sometimes it's really hard to think of yourself as an entrepreneur, especially when we're starting out in our own businesses. I know for me, it really took about twelve months of leaving my job and, and doing this business full time before I even changed my LinkedIn profile, right, to entrepreneur. Because it just it, sometimes it still feels a bit weird because it's kind of like, what does that actually mean? But You know, I think that the key thing is, is that it's kind of like a transition process, isn't it, that we go through? Because as as an employee, essentially what we're doing is we're working for someone else. And as an entrepreneur, we're out on our own and we've got to kind of figure this stuff out. Right. So most people that actually start an Amazon business, you really kind of come into it with an employee mindset, regardless of whether you want to or whether you don't want to, because that's what you've been doing for the past however long. And um, it can be a really hard thing to figure out exactly what you're supposed to either be doing or even thinking, right, to be successful. So we also really need to have a different mindset to reach the big goals that we want to achieve. Because if you think about it, when you're working for someone, you're really working on what their goals are, right? What the business company goals are, um, what the shareholders want, whichever, you know, kind of role that you're in. So that was me in a corporate role. Or if you're working, I don't know, um, I mean, as you worked in uh, cinema once, right? Yeah. So then you'd be thinking, well, I've got to get so many people through the door. I've got to make sure that all the staff are, you know, are fully doing the customer service properly and all the other stuff. So you've got different types of goals, but you are got to work every day with that in mind. It's always somebody else's goal in terms of like what needs to happen, right? So in terms of an employee mindset, you go to work, you get paid, and it's basically about the amount of time that we invest that's what we get paid for right we're usually on an hourly rate or for some of us you actually get paid less than an hourly rate right because you have to work lots of different hours also the higher up the ladder that you go and get promoted you do get higher salaries but with that comes the pressure of being seen to be working pretty much all the time right now we do get perks for this like a pay, maybe a pension fund you might get health care you know you might get bonuses and pretty much the security of having a paycheck every month or every week depending on how we get paid and we know we're going to get that set amount every month, even though we might not particularly enjoy what we're doing. So that's the employee mindset. It's really paid by the time of by the the time or the amount of time that we actually invest in that business. Right. Whereas an entrepreneur mindset is paid by the results that they produce, which is why it's so attractive. But we have to produce the results. Right. It doesn't come without self-motivation and a persistence to achieve despite the setbacks so that's really the key difference you go to work you're going to get paid anyway and yeah you know you might get a bonus based on if you put a bit more time in which is awesome but then sometimes the the company can turn around and go yeah we didn't meet the sales target so sorry you can't have the bonus this year but you could have done an awesome job whereas an entrepreneur that's what we're looking for right is that we put all that effort in but you do then have to own not only the the success but you have to own the failure as well and I think this is kind of where people fall down is because we don't realize that that's what happens and then we give up and we that's the only time you can fail right is actually giving up on those things as we get setbacks as they come in so the key areas that we're going to talk about today is where to start when looking to switch from an employee to an entrepreneur also how to take actions that are going to guide what we call the inner compass along the way What to do if you're struggling to maintain a work-life balance, because some of you might also be working full-time, but also working in your business, but you want to transition. And then when you come out of your work life, your your employee life, you kind of create more hours for yourself because you think that that's what you need to do. And then what to do if your confidence and self-esteem is not where you want it to be either, because that's very, very important to keep you going as an entrepreneur as well.
1: Yeah. And one thing I just want to mention, because you're talking about, you know, all the great perks about, you know, getting paid and being promoted and getting bonuses and healthcare and pension funds. That's great from an employee standpoint. And yeah, for a lot of people that does make a huge difference. And that's why they don't take the risk to jumping to an entrepreneurial mindset and becoming a business owner. But just think about this way, like not everybody's fit to be an entrepreneur. But there are, you know, the, the downsides of being employed is that, pretty much at any point you can be let go you can be made redundant you can have your bonuses taken away you can have your health insurance removed or you can be moved to part time all of a sudden and then now you don't have health insurance because corporations are always looking to cut corners and it doesn't matter to them what happens to their employees all that matters to them is are their shareholders and their CEOs and their you know officers all getting paid and making more money than the last year so That's a really big, you know, downside and it incentivizes all the employees and morale can be really, really low. If you don't work for a company that's looking to do that, then that's great. If your company is actually looking to take care of their employees, fantastic. But at the same time, you may still want to start something for yourself just because you have that kind of desire to build results for yourself that are beyond what you can control in your current company. That was one of my big things is I knew that no matter how much I worked for any company that I worked for before... I was never going to get, you know, the, the profit that I deserved from my, my results. So I decided to start working on my own. So if that's what you're thinking, then, then, then that, that would be a good place to start in the entrepreneurial mindset.
0: Yeah. I think also it's a good point that you, that you raised there about the, um, you know, not, not being, it's a false sense of security at the end of the day. Right. Because if you're basically you feel that you're secure. Like you say, you're going to get the pension fund and everything. But as soon as your job is taken away from you, then that doesn't exist anymore either. Yeah. But we just feel that some, because someone else is owning it and you're going to work every day, you'd have to think too much about it, that that's just going to continue forever. And more and more, it's just not a job for life anymore. Is it? I think probably new generations coming through, understand that a little bit more and are looking for something different, but definitely I would say even millennials to a certain extent, but Definitely my generation, which is yeah. getting on a bit. Um, that's how we would, you know, think of it. But it just doesn't work that way now. So even though you feel like it's secure, it's definitely a false sense of security. And you can actually be left flailing if, you, if you're if you not taking control of it.
1: Yeah, I had an uncle. He was working for a company for about 25 years. He was literally within three months of, of getting to the point where he could retire and take benefits. And then they let him go. Like, oh <laughs> just goodness. said, we're not going to pay you out. <laughs> So that's how corporations work. And if you are not careful, they will do some pretty shady shit like that to you. So, you know, you don't want to make 25 years go down the drain just because, and you know, he's, he's got the retirement fund, but it's not as much as it should have been. And to not get all those benefits and the payouts that he was supposed to get was literally what he was planning on doing. And he was going to, you know, keep working there anyway. So he was just building that up. But then they let him go, and then he had to find another job and start from zero. So that's the kind of stuff that can happen with companies like that. Yeah. But yeah, let's, uh, let's dig into this. So let me first start the section by saying that without seeking out mentors and guidance on our personal development side, I don't think either of us would be doing what we're doing today, and definitely not at the level of which we're doing it. So that's just something I want to preface right now, because we'll talk more about that in a little bit. And we've kind of mentioned that a few times in our series, and we will keep mentioning it because it is very valuable to the growth of yourself and ourselves to be able to make this thing work better. So you might be thinking yourself, where do I start if I want to build the habits of an entrepreneur while still being an employee, or just to keep growing and become a better entrepreneur? Well, the first thing you should probably do is build your mindset muscle. And one of the ways that you can do that is listen to podcasts like this one. So you're doing that right now, which is a great first step. So good job. You really want to start learning more and more and more about the inner workings of businesses, the mindset, the personal development, because it's not just about the systems. It's also about how you implement them, how you think about them and how you react to them. One of the things that I, I I just literally talked to somebody yesterday about this. I said, the very, the very first thing that you, the the thing that's going to cause you to fail in this business is you quitting. That's the first thing. It's literally the only thing that'll ever stop you from being successful in anything is you quitting. Because you think it's too hard, you think it's going to cost too much, something bad might happen and you just react and and, and it gets worse. Or you don't react and nothing happens and then you lose it, right? So that's one of the things you need to get built, you build your mindset muscle, get really good at adapting. Also find some book recommendations that will help you lift your conceptual views and organize your brain into a systematic way to take the first few steps in a long journey. Um, we have some really good ones and, and you know, these aren't the only ones out there. These are just ones that we personally really, really like that helped us get to where we are. So four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, that one's huge. I actually didn't read it until a couple of years ago and I already, already tried to be basically living the entire thing. And when I read it, I was like, holy crap, I should have read this 10 years ago because it's amazing. It's basically about how you can, you know, live your life on your own terms, but you have to set up some certain things and run, you know, it's it's about running an e-commerce business essentially. And you can then work four hours a week, which is what we ideally want most people to be able to do. Four to 10 hours is all you really need to work in this modern age to be able to make the money that you want enough to be able to live the life you want. Another one is the slight edge or the one thing, basically a very similar concept on both of those. And then there's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is a classic, um, really gets you to think about the things that you know successful people do and, and the thought processes they have. And then I always say any books by John C. Maxwell, it's a it's great leadership and personal development, you know, book series, he's got tons and tons of books out there that you can read. Uh, Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. And actually, any of his books are great, because they all have different ways to not only systemize your business, but think about the things in your business in a more simplified, systematic way. So that way, you don't have to be the one running it day to day. So yeah, Mike Michalitz is awesome. We actually, we have done an interview with him. You'd probably see that in one of our earlier episodes, maybe like episode 12 or 13, I think it was. So yeah, those are great books. I'd highly recommend any of those. And there's plenty, plenty more, uh, but just find books that help you get systemized and and help you you know really lift your conceptual views. And then another thing you can do is obviously obviously find training programs that help you systematically improve areas of your life and your business that you're looking to achieve. So for Amazon sellers, we actually, we've, we've been developing training programs for the last almost six years now. And this is one of the reasons why we can come onto to these podcasts and just talk about this like it's second nature, because we know exactly what happens day to day, you know, week to week with Amazon sellers, how you get lost, how you get, you know, get confused or you get isolated and you don't know what's going to happen next. So you kind of get afraid to make any and take any action. And then you just don't do anything and you coil up in a ball and your business starts to fade away which is what we don't want. We want you to be able to overcome that stuff, right? So work with people who know what they're doing, find training programs that really help you systematically improve these things so that way you can move forward. And then lastly, again, just reiterate, find mentors who have done what you want to do and who have helped others do the same and work with them. So that way you can make this, you know, this business model, this experience much easier on yourself, you can, you know, sidestep big mistakes, you can have them look at your business and give you advice about what you should do. And so that way, you know, that either your, your kind of thoughts were are confirmed, or, you know, you might have actually saved yourself from making a mistake, because they'll say, you know, don't do that, because that's, there's a reason why you shouldn't do that, it's going to cost you too much money. Or we've seen people do that exact same thing and fail or whatever. So don't just think that this is a lone road. There are people out there who are willing to help you. And that's literally one of our favorite things to do. I mean, we spend every single day all day long, pretty much helping people in this business and the Amazon selling business with your private label FBA businesses to move forward and to get past all their hurdles. So that way they don't feel like they're just stuck and can't help and can't get help from anybody.
0: Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that we've done in our own personal lives and our business lives is get people on our side if you like on our team that are going to help us go quicker right and when we haven't done that then we end up in a quagmire of just trying to figure it all out and get getting confused and overwhelmed it's like maybe some of you guys are feeling right now about your Amazon business you know we've done that in our coaching business or other areas of our life right and so we can't really emphasize that enough it's it's the number one thing that is going to accelerate your results quicker than anything else. And we're still doing it today in loads of different aspects, even, you know, fitness or whatever that might be, whatever goal you want to set yourself. It's a lot quicker to be able to have, have someone who's who's going to gonna be able to get you to where you want to go a lot quicker. Right. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's kind of like, just think about it in a simple term. If you want to get help in your business to actually make it grow, it would be like getting an accountant to help you do your taxes. If you were had a complex business structure or even a couple businesses, and then you have to file your taxes, chances are you're not gonna do it at the way that's gonna get you the best return on your on your taxes, right? You're probably gonna mess it up. You're probably gonna cost yourself like twenty, thirty thousand dollars. So why not get somebody who's actually good at that stuff to do it the right way so that way you don't make the mistakes, you pay them like a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars, but then you save yourself you know, $20,000 in the process. It's the exact same thing with any sort of mentoring and and coaching and training, you pay to get more back, right? So they always say, you know, pay money to make money or whatever, you know, spend money to make money. But it's really not, if you think about it as a transaction, that's not what you should be thinking about, you should be thinking about as an investment to help you grow and and scale everything that you're doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so once you've kind of like found out all those things, and you've what we like to say, it's like you're immersing yourself in the right environments, right? You, you're kind of setting yourself up in the right environment to succeed. But there is a trap that people can actually fall into and it's called the self-improvement junkie trap, right? So basically what, it's, what that's about is you feel like you're doing something. So you're reading all the books you're listening to all the podcasts. You're hanging out in all the Facebook groups and all that other stuff. But Spending you're not actually thousands doing- of
1: dollars at conventions and conferences. Yeah,
0: and- conferences. Even you know buying training training programs. How many people have bought a training program for like a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, and never really done, done anything with it? I've definitely done that, right? Um, so um, what what that what that means is you. It's almost like a a dopamine rush, right? Because you feel like you're doing something for yourself, but if you don't put anything into action and do anything then you're not doing anything. You're just kind of fulfilling yourself with, fulfilling, filling your head with knowledge, if you like. But that knowledge isn't going to go anywhere, right? And so rather than just learn, you've actually got to do something. So I know that sounds pretty obvious, but you'd be surprised at how many people don't do it. And it's it's really because you feel like it's not 100% going to work, right? There's no safety net. It's not like you're going to your job every day. It's on you to be able to do do the stuff, right? So we have to keep doing to get more comfortable, get data and then see where we can improve, right? So there's a lot of things that play in our mind here, which are more emotional than rational. And we've all done it. So the emotional thing would be, yeah, but what if it goes wrong? What my family is going to think I'm a failure or my, my partner, you know, he told me not to spend that money or she told me not I couldn't spend that money on that course or whatever. Or what if I lose the money? I'm going to feel so bad or you know my my parents always said i would never amount to anything all right that might be a little bit deep but you know there's all those core things that go around in your head that have probably been there for years and years and years And, and those are the things really that stop us moving forward if you could just remove all those things you would be so much more efficient we'd all be so much more efficient about just we'd be robots right we'd be just getting shit done and so that's the core thing that's really getting in the way so you have to start flipping these things on their head. So a quick tip here for an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mindset is really, instead of thinking, oh my God, this is going to go wrong, it's like, brilliant, this is going to be an awesome way to learn something. I can't wait for it to fail so that I can make it better. Now, I know that for some people that's like, yeah, whatever, right? <laughs> Clearly, you know, it's like, I remember when I first started out on Amazon or starting a business. People used to stand on stage and go fail fast, fail fast, fail forward. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Right. That doesn't, I don't want to fail. I don't want to do anything wrong. But basically what what I know what it means to me now is that I'm going to do, if I do something, I'm going to do something right. And I'm going to do something wrong. And so what I need to do is actually do something and figure out what went right. Keep doing it. And figure out what went wrong and stop doing it and and how am i going to make it better right so a bit like riding a bike we'd all be literally just riding around on stabilizers if we were all worried about falling off the bike right luckily we're only about four years old when you would do this and so our parents make us do it
1: we so call we them training wheels in the u.s so do oh,
0: you call them training wheels yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right the uk aussies stabilizers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so That's right. You didn't have to think about that because your mom and dad helped you do it. Right. And so that's how you should think about it. So one way to keep focused on doing and not worrying so much about failing is to align basically with the actions that you're going to take with what you really want and what we call the inner compass. Right. So number one, what, what you can do is number one, write down on a piece of paper what you want your business and your personal life to look like when you are quote unquote successful. Right. What does that mean to you? Because what it means to me is different to what it means to Isaac, to what it means to you listening to the to the podcast today. This essentially is the vision for your life and your business. And you need to really want it. So don't kind of sit there and go, well, this is what they do. So therefore, that's what I want. Because if you don't really want it, you're not going to do it. I mean, that's just, it, it's just true, isn't it? I mean, I can't really say it any other way than that. Because we've, we kind of went on a business journey I would say what, three, three years ago, but we both really didn't want to do it, right? But we kind of got caught up in the in the the idea of it, I think, but we didn't really want to do it. So we ended up kind of breaking away from that. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the right path. So okay. you have to get really focused on do I want it or not? And then just jot down objectively what your strengths, your weaknesses, and your opportunities and the threats are in yourself, right? got to be honest with yourself don't hold back just write them down because we've all got these things and we've got a template i think below but below the podcast today so that you can download that and have a go but if you think about it this way some some examples right so your strengths what are you actually good at you know how do you harness these to overcome the weaknesses so for me one of my strengths is seeing the big picture where i want to go goal setting planning you've probably kind of gathered that throughout listening to these podcasts mm-hmm. right but one of my weaknesses is the detail focus and then I get bogged down in the weeds and then I don't get that stuff done because I find it boring. So I like doing it once, but then if I have to keep doing it day after day, over and over and over again, then that's when I get despondent and I, don't, I just don't want to do it anymore and I start procrastinating. So for me, I need to figure out how to outsource that as soon as possible because I just know I'm going to be the block in the business and I'm not going to be happy doing what I'm doing. And then a threat could be feeling that either you need to give more people time. So I think a lot of people in this business feel that they're kind of doing this on the side and that everyone else, you know, in their family or family and friends or whatever lifestyle they've got right now, they they don't fully know what they're doing. And so they still need to keep everything spinning, right? The job, the family, the, the friends, and that you the threat, to, the threat to you actually being successful in this business is them not being fully on board with what you're actually doing, right? You might feel strange about doing it. So what you need to do is start to put some boundaries in place for yourself. Carve out your time, whatever that is for you. If you feel like you need to spend so much time with the family, then what else do you do that's wasting time right now? So could be what binge watching stuff on Netflix, flicking through Facebook, whatever that is. But just make sure that you carve out that time for yourself and put some boundaries in place and get, get stuff done. And then every quarter, just think about a key area that you want to improve and build a plan and take action every day. So for instance, for me, and this is not about business, but I wanted to do pull-ups, right? So I'm a a short little girl from uh, Bradford, no muscles really, never had any muscles really, right? To try and pull myself up was quite hard, but I gave myself a quarterly goal to be able to do that. And I put a training plan in place. So one day wasn't a full pull-up, obviously. It was doing different different things to be able to strengthen the muscles that I needed to, to make me pull up. And just doing one of those things every day, I managed to do a pull-up in like two months, right? And so you have to think about what's the one thing that you want to do in the quarter and what's the daily action that you need to take to get that done. And it's not doing the full thing straight away, right? It's breaking it down into those goals that we've talked a lot about in these in this series. And then make sure that your actions are aligned with the end goal of you being successful. So this is the inner compass that we've talked about. This is a thing of you need to really want it. You need to be excited about the goals because if you're not excited, you're not going to want to get up every day, carve that time out, give up the Netflix and do that one thing every day that's going to take you away from the other stuff that you've been doing in your life. So you've got to really, really want it.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously when, when you set these things and you get in that mindset of like just actually committing to actions, things start to steamroll. And, and it, it's like they good they don't happen right away. Right. So like you couldn't do a pull-up after a week, but yeah. you start building up these muscles. And then by month two, it's like, okay, well I can do a pull-up. And then if your goal was to do two pull-ups, well then probably a week or two later, you could probably do two week, two pull-ups, whereas it took you two months to do the first one. Right. And so it kind of steamrolls like that, just like that in business. I actually, could never do a pull up until a couple years ago, like I could do one. And then I'm like, man, I can't, I don't understand how people do multiples of these. But then I started doing the same thing. And I got to the point where I could do six pull ups. And I was like, this is like, I feel like a superhero. This is yeah. like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and right. then of course, COVID hit and the gyms all closed. And then I stopped doing pull ups. But I at least accomplished it once in my life that I got six pull ups done. And I'm like, good enough. That's my, it's my personal best. I'm yeah, gone.
0: well, that's the thing, right? And that that's true. Like if you if you don't keep doing that thing every day, then guess what? it's not, you're not going to be able to keep doing it long-term either, right? So yeah, that's a a good point as well. Because I did the same
1: thing.
0: Yeah, Need to get back on the (laughs) pull-ups.
1: Yeah. And so obviously when you start doing this stuff, I think the next next kind of challenge for everybody is that you're going to notice that you often feel overwhelmed in the business and in your own life because you're trying to commit a lot of time to different things, right? And you basically just feel like there's not enough time in the day to finish everything you want. But that's usually because it's, you know, you're either trying to add too much to your own plate, or you're inefficient with your current time. A lot of people think, oh, now I, I really get stuff done when I put put my mind to it. But most of the time, we're not putting our mind to the, the time that we're trying to use. So just to give you some examples of things and some kind of tips and steps here to actually get yourself more productive during the time. Now, I'm not saying like you have to just be grinding all day, every day, like all 24 hours a day, you got to make sure that something's happening. That's not what we're saying here. If you only have two hours a day, be efficient with it, then take some breaks. Like you need to re you need to recharge. There's no there's no reason in burning yourself out. So the first thing you want to do is set time limits onto your task and only do those tasks during that time. So if you have to do, you know, planning for your business um, and maybe you got to do some emails, set aside an hour for the planning, you know, maybe 20 minutes for the emails. And then maybe if you got some other projects you need to work on, put 40 minutes to that. So that way that in those two hours, you get those three major things done. Don't be like, hey, I'm just going to do emails, wait for a response, and then just sit there in front of my computer and not get anything done. Because during that time, while you're waiting for responses, you could be doing tons of stuff. But that's why we say, you know, do the emails at one specific set of time. And if somebody has to respond after that, don't even worry about it get to it the next day. If it's unless it's urgent, then you can get to it when it comes through. But stay focused on your task until that's done. And then go back to the email. Don't like split your time because that's what everybody does. As soon as a notification comes in, they go right to that notification. Hey, let's go back to that email now, even though you're in the middle of something else. So don't do that. Mm-hmm. So you want to stop all distractions, especially phone notifications. Anytime you get a notification on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, block all that. Put your phone on airplane mode if you have to. These This is the killer of productivity right here is basically your cell phone. And if, especially if you're on, you know, Facebook or something like that, you'll just constantly be looking at it. You'll feel a buzz or whatever, and you're like, "Oh my god, I gotta, I gotta see what that is real quick." Just stop all those distractions. If you you can clearly do this for two hours because you go to sleep for six to eight hours a night, right? So you're not looking at your phone at that point. So you can do it for two hours in a day. It's not that hard. And then another thing I like to do is I like to use music. And this is actually something that comes from Four Hour Work Week. Tim Ferriss actually says this as well. He's like basically you're like use music to stay in the zone. Um, Some people like total silence, that's totally fine. But just make sure that whatever keeps you in the zone, you use that, right? So some some days, I feel like oh, music's too distracting. Some days, I'll just use just like just turn everything off and just stay focused. But other days, I'm like, put music on, I get really creative when that's happening. And I can do a lot of stuff all at once. Also, stop adding tasks to your plate that you should, you know, that should be done by someone else in the business. Now, when you're first starting out, that's probably going to be you, but you should be able to you know, find ways to systemize that. So that way, then when our next step here is to find ways to outsource all the tasks that you don't have the time to do. If I had to do all the tasks in every business, so like currently I, I run three businesses, two Amazon businesses, and obviously our coaching business with Kirsty. If I had to do all the stuff for all those businesses, I'd never sleep, I'd never see my family. It would be pointless. That's not why I'm running those businesses, right? We need to be able to outsource that stuff. We need to be able to get team members in there. We need to be able to stress, you know, strategically develop operating procedures for all that stuff and then outsource that. So that's the things that you kind of need to be able to do pretty early on, at least get those structures and processes in place. So that way when you can outsource, you should. And literally the the can part is is more often than not a it's a it's a mindset thing than it is an actual cash thing, because for a lot of the stuff that you probably outsource right away it's not going to cost you very much. It's just you're thinking, oh, I need to do this myself so I can save money. You're actually costing yourself more in the business by doing it yourself. So just think about that. Also, set a, set time aside for fun stuff in your life. We don't want you to sit there and think only like, hey, I've got to work all the time because that's not the lifestyle business that we want. Now, I know it sounds like it's, oh, well, you're scheduling fun. That's not very spontaneous. Well, would you rather just not have any fun Cause that's what ends up happening to a lot of people. They're like, Oh, I didn't schedule anything for myself. So now I'm just stuck here doing nothing today. I literally schedule a golf schedule, you know, going to get, even getting a haircut. Like I'll schedule all this stuff. So that way I know like, that's the time that I get for whatever I want to accomplish. Hey, Friday night, four hours for hanging out with friends. Literally that's like blocked off on my, you know, I don't actually put it on my calendar, but my, my, my wife and my, my friends know this is what we're going to do on Friday night you should be blocking that stuff out if you got trips planned block it out so that way you know exactly what you're going to be you know doing during those week or two weeks or whatever so that way you don't have to worry so much about all the stuff you have to do get the stuff you need to get done beforehand and then just kind of like what i do on vacation is just maintain things or like get the the urgent responses in there but don't start you know doing any big project stuff while you're on vacation that's pretty crazy
0: yeah, and I know a lot of people that do that, right? Or they just haven't thought about it ahead in advance. And then you're like, oh, I'm actually going to be away for two weeks in that in that month. So don't put the pressure on yourself to do big stuff when you want to want to go away because just the time that you spend away from your business is just as important as the time that you spend in it, as long as you're still getting stuff done, right? So it's not, it's not an excuse to procrastinate, but you do need to schedule that that time in because otherwise you're going to end up burning out as well. So that's yep. very important. Also, the next thing we wanted to talk about is if you are struggling, you know, with confidence or self-esteem, we've also got a, a few ideas to help. So this is that kind of emotional tug that we were talking about a little bit earlier, right? So usually, you know, in the business, what you want to be doing, you're analyzing how you're going to do stuff, right? So usually in our business, we're looking at new products. We're looking at launching those products. And this is where we we see a lot of people procrastinating. Is it the right product? Is it going to make me the money that I want? Is it, am I going to get the sales that I want, right? And so that's why you do need the data. And we've got, again, a few podcasts talking about how do you actually find that data. But once you're 70% there, I mean, you're not going to have 110% things already sorted out. You need to make estimates And then once you've got that pretty much like worked out to about 70%, just do it right. It's never going to be perfect. I think one of the core problems with people who are starting this business or in the business, if you're a perfectionist, it's going to be a problem. So you're going to have to flex this muscle a lot more than someone who's not a perfectionist. Right. So just get comfortable with estimates and then moving forward. Like we said before, don't be afraid to make mistakes because you're going to make mistakes. So the one thing that is, um, is going to be, I would say, uh, guaranteed is that you're going to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. So like I said before, just kind of flip that on its head. And what you're going to do is you're going to use it as a learning opportunity and just understand what, what was the data, what worked, what didn't work, we are going to stop doing, what are you going to keep doing? And then, like we said earlier as well, to help you probably avoid a lot of those mistakes and also find solutions to the problems that come up in the business really working with a mentor that's going to help guide you so that you can accelerate that a lot quicker and get the results that you want. You are still going to make mistakes as well, but the idea is, is that the mentor is going to help guide you along that journey so that you're essentially putting your, the, the right foot, feet forward, right? It's still up to you to make sure that you do the action every day and that you actually um, put things in place But a mentor who's been there, done that, and also helped a lot of people do it as well is going to really help you accelerate those results.
1: Yeah. And if you truly want to be an entrepreneur, you're going to have to find people that help entrepreneurs or get, you know, have that entrepreneurial mindset because there really aren't too many business classes out there that tell you how to be an entrepreneur. There's not really too many like, you know, school or, or you know, any kind of educational program for that. It's all pretty much like school of hard knocks or working with people who have done it. If you want to go the school of hard knocks route and try to do it yourself, you're going to fail a lot more often and spend a lot more time and money to try to achieve the same results. Why don't you just shortcut a lot of that stuff and actually work with somebody who knows what the hell they're doing and save yourself a lot of grief and, and money and all that stuff, right? So, um, you know, just to remind you, these are the four steps that Kirsty and I have lived through separately and as business partners over the years. It's a cycle that constantly has to keep happening. You can't just stop doing this again, like it's with the pull-ups, right? You can't just stop doing it. You'll lose those muscles. And without these steps and processes, we would stop growing. If you stop growing, you pretty much die. start dying a slow death in business. And it might even be not that slow, right? Like you could just like instantly or like over a month or two, just be gone and your business just shrivel up. So that's not what we want for you. Obviously, we want you guys to make sure that you are staying, you know, there and, and making it work. So you have to grow yourself and, and, and become a, a true entrepreneur. So to recap what we talked about today, basically, we talked about where to start when looking to grow yourself as an entrepreneur. We talked about how to take actions that will guide your inner compass along the way. We talked about what to do if you're struggling to maintain a work-life balance, because that is very common, especially at the start of uh, you know the entrepreneurial journey. And then also what to do if your confidence and self-esteem is not where you want it to be. So remember, guys, now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to implement it into your business and grow your business through action. Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fuel your lifestyle, head to goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now.
0: Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.